0: there is a spiritual enemy who is there to kill steal and destroy he's like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour and if you but but if you don't live that way your life
1: often doesn't make sense hello and welcome to you matter a spring hills podcast i'm josh meyer we're so grateful for you joining us today on our going deeper episode Our Going Deeper episodes give you the opportunity to go theologically deeper and uncover gems of scriptural truth to enhance your spiritual formation journey. As our church grows, we want you to feel loved and cared for. And a part of caring for someone is allowing our hearts to be seen so that you can feel intimately connected to us as we love, live, and lead like Jesus Christ. Today, we are going deeper on this past weekend's sermon titled, Indwelling. We have several questions from church members, and we want to get after a very critical main point that Pastor Tom talked about in his sermon yesterday. And with that, I have Pastor Tom with me on the show. Pastor Tom, how's it going? Josh, it's going great. And hello, podcast listeners. So glad you're there. Hey,
0: I want to start today, Josh, if I can, with just kind of a humorous story about the podcast. So uh, I actually listened to this podcast while I was cutting my grass. And so it's going deeper about a sermon I preached. And I'm listening to you and I talk about going deeper. And then in my head, I was actually going deeper as I was thinking about (laughs) the conversation that we had uh, about about those very things. So I think the podcast is working, at least for me, it's working as I was able to go deeper,
1: Uh, even just listening to it myself while I was cutting the grass. Well, that is wonderful. I'm glad it's benefiting you. I mean, it should benefit all parties involved. And thank you so much for everyone who has taken the opportunity to just be on this journey with us throughout this podcast. We are so grateful. And today we've got some great content, so we are going to dive right in with some quick members questions from the church. So one of our members said that you talked a lot about quenching of the Holy Spirit, but not as much on the filling of the Holy Spirit. Can you share more about the filling of the Holy Spirit? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, And that church member that asked that question is right. I did spend a little more time on... The idea of how we quench the spirit. And I think for me, the reason why I did that was because I had just talked two weeks ago in the, in that sermon about um, about about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I, I had outlined four things that I, I, I really believe in. I really feel deeply about these four things. Uh, the first one was, was submit yourself to God. It was James 4. Uh, James 4 says, submit yourself to God, draw near to him. And he will draw near to you um and so that uh that's the first idea surrender yourself to god if you want to be filled with the holy spirit that's number one number two uh i said set your mind on uh, the things of the spirit, quoting Romans chapter eight. And I think that's a really, really important part. And I felt like, um, I was kind of mirroring that point when I was talking about ignoring God. Uh, and I used that example in the sermon about if, if I was with you all day, um, and you, and I'm there, but you didn't talk to me or think about me or look at me, um, I'm going to feel ignored. And then I said, stop ignoring the holy spirit the same thing i was trying to say was was about setting your mind on the things of the spirit think about think about the have that knowledge the holy spirit is with you wherever you go and what you're doing um and then i I really really think the third of the four things is pursuing spiritual disciplines if you want to be filled with the holy spirit then then pressing into him through through prayer and through uh and, and also uh fasting also reading scripture also listening to worship all these spiritual disciplines allow you as you pursue them you're also being filled with the holy spirit as well and then the last one that i mentioned two weeks ago and uh, that sermon was about um boldly asking daily to be filled with the Spirit, I really, really believe in that principle. Um, that as we ask the Spirit to fill us, then He does. He responds to that request that we make uh, of Him. And so, and so that's kind of why I didn't I didn't go into it as much this past weekend. I just done that a few weeks ago. But also those four things: submit to God, number one; uh, set your mind on the things of the Spirit, number two; pursue spiritual disciplines, number three, and then number four: ask Him. I do believe that is a good roadmap for filling of the Holy Spirit.
1: Hmm. I think that's really powerful. And I really like the last two things that you said. It's scripturally sound that those who do not ask do not receive. Hmm. So do you have that in your emotional box as a person, as a listener listening to this podcast, do you believe that you're worthy or do you believe that you're capable of asking? Do you feel like God has given you that gift to boldly come to him and ask for the filling? And then in doing so, that opens up the whole pathway for the spiritual disciplines to come into play. And then two episodes ago, we talked about the spiritual prompting. Mm-hmm. Right. And for me in my journey, God seemed to prompt me into the areas of the spiritual disciplines that I wasn't exactly familiar with. And so fasting was one of those for mm-hmm. me. And so God invited me into that journey. And although it was uncomfortable and I felt young in that area, it seemed like its it just became this tremendous blessing. And now it's just a joy for me to lean into that. And there's such filling fruit in the fasting process of feeling the presence of God, his voice speaking, um, some type of great endurance and strength just like jesus said you know i have spiritual food that you do not know about
0: yeah yeah i'll tell you, I'll tell you josh you know i, I know you mentioned uh, it's kind of new to you thinking about fasting for, for me personally it's a very i've done a, done a lot of fasting you know in my life i did a 40-day fast i've done two 20-day fast numerous 10-day fast um actually recently i asked my mom how many times she had done a 40-day fast and she said i don't remember more than i can count imagine that just imagine that wow. uh, but fasting fasting is something that that really i do certainly think and believe uh, opens doors. When I fast, uh, I almost always have a list of things I'm fasting for. I'm fasting and asking God for these things. When my 40-day fast, I was asking God for breakthrough in seven areas of my life, for example. But I think if, if a listener wanted to think about fasting and the Holy Spirit, um, I, I think that would be a great a great idea. Fast for uh, three days, five days, ten days, whatever it might be. And just, and just as you're fasting, what that looks like for you is probably, you know, when I fast, um, I— I don't eat any solid food whatsoever, but but really all liquids are in play for me. So, uh, coffee. Oh yes, definitely coffee. Uh, water for sure. I, I don't want to
1: imagine you. Yeah, yeah. Without coffee, I <laughs> just, just I can't better. have that in yeah, my life. Can't have yeah
0: right. Uh, even even like a once a day protein shake, I would do that when I fasted for forty days. Um, that was my doctor's recommendation for me actually. Um, but anyway, it's just it's no solid food whatsoever, and it's and then at, all day long you're praying of course. But but meal times when you would have eaten, you're spending that time in in the meal time so you're spending that time in prayer and, and reading God's word and just and just growing deeper. Every hunger pain you have while fasting, you say, God, I'm actually hungry for you. It feels like I'm hungry, but I'm actually hungry for you. Um, and then as you continue fasting, it just it really there are doors opened and, and things are happening in the spiritual realm and you feel it and you know it, and it's really just a fantastic experience. So I, I highly recommend fasting uh for those listening to the podcast just to think about. Um, and then I would say, Let me let me dovetail this with another thing we're talking about. Ask God. Ask God directly, um, do you want me to fast? Um, is that something, God, that you have for me, a discipline you have for me to follow? And I'll just mention lastly, Jesus actually talks about fasting, and he doesn't say you should or shouldn't. He says when you fast. Um, he, doesn't, he, gives it, he gives direction for fasting, understanding that his followers will be fasting. That's an interesting Thing to think about too. How about another question from a member here for the podcast?
1: Show? Yeah, so we do have one other question, and boy, we could just stand there forever on fasting. There's something there powerful. Maybe we'll have to pick that up some other day. Um, so we did have one other question from a member, and it was basically um, Can you share with us more about the role of the Holy Spirit and such a way that it plays in receiving the spiritual gifts. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to talk about that, but I'm not going to. Uh, and here's why: uh,
0: in a couple of weeks, on uh, the last sermon in this series—not this coming weekend, but next weekend—I'll be presenting the entire sermon uh, on spiritual gifts. Uh, there'll be a, the bulk of that sermon, the meat of that sermon is about spiritual gifts. What are they? Uh, how do they work in our lives? Where do they come from? Um, what does it mean, you know, to have a spiritual gift? And so, I'm going to wait. I'm going to just teasing that for the listeners. The That'll be the first weekend in June talking about spiritual guests, and that'll end this sermon series. Then we'll jump into a sermon series on uh, on the life of David and Psalms of David most especially. So, yep, that's it.
1: Awesome. I like it. Joyful anticipation for those who are listening and those who are ready to come to church in the next few weeks. All right. So here we go. We're going to dive in. We're going to get nice and serious, and we are going to talk about what you mentioned in the sermon yesterday as being one of your major discussion points on Ecclesiastes 10.10, where it says, if the axe is dull and its edge unsharpened, more strength is needed, but skill will bring success. Tom, talk to me about skill
0: so this is something that i think I just want to challenge you josh specifically as my good friend and all the listeners as well that this is an interesting thing to think about in the bible uh a dull axe is an, an axe that um you know it's it's hard to use it requires great strength that you're just kind of you just kind of slapping away uh, at a tree but a, a sharpened axe uh, is uh, makes the work easier and so when the verse says uh, to gain skill that it focuses on skills um, that really really speaks to me i i think I think a skill is best defined as um, it is a talent that you have developed uh, to use to use well, um, you can think about a skill. Skills are things you're not born with. You're, you're not born with a skill. You, you develop the skill over time. It takes focus and concentration, but you get better and better and better at that skill. Now, the skill may it may tap into something that you're naturally gifted with already, but the skill you develop or God develops it in you as well. A couple examples. Um, easy example: cooking. Uh, when I got married, uh, I I boldly told my wife uh, that I could cook one thing. And that was toast. Um, but I said, "But I'm really good. I'm really good at making toast." Um, and since then, I've been on this journey to learn how to cook for 25 years. Uh, and now I can produce some pretty fantastic dishes, if I do say so myself. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a skill that I've developed and developed and developed. That's just a, an, an area of understanding. Is that a skill is something you work on? You 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 read about it. You research it. You look into it. When it comes to the skill of um, hearing from the Holy Spirit was what I was talking about in the sermon, or comes from the skill of, uh, I mentioned things like uh, motivation or romantic love. All, all of those things really are about you understanding, okay, either I know how or I don't know how to really go forward in these areas of my life. Knowing how is because you developed a skill. You you developed some understanding about how it works and how to step into it. And when I think about skill and The holy spirit specifically hearing his voice or getting guidance from the holy spirit um, or being strengthened by the spirit or being corrected by the spirit just being in that place the spirit is in a leadership role in your life being led by the spirit um i think this one one of the skills is really comes back to honing your skill of, of faith honing the skill of saying i really do believe that god is speaking i really do believe god wants to speak to me and so i've got to have the skill of listening I've got to know how to tune myself to God. And that means I've got to make myself quiet. I've got to to be able to quiet my mind, quiet my heart. That takes skill. It takes practice. Part of that too, Josh, is the thing we talked about last week is learning a skill puts you in a mindset of being patient with yourself. I'm just learning. Learning allows you to experiment with things. Learning allows you to go forward uh, with developing that skill. I think it's an entire mindset that we really can apply to any area of life, but especially the spiritual area of life saying, I'm honing my skill of listening to God. I'm honing my skill of being filled by the Spirit. I'm learning about that process, how to do it. So I'm reading books about it. I'm asking people about it. I'm expanding my horizon. Now, if someone believes that God is not speaking, or refuses to speak to them. Well, here's something I hear a lot from people. I, I already tried that. That doesn't work for me. Actually, I, I know someone that um, would like to lose weight and so uh, I suggested some things to them, and they said, oh, sorry. Dieting for me doesn't work. It just doesn't work for me. And I was like, huh, no, probably does. <laughs> uh, there are probably some <laughs> things you could learn about dieting where you would say, yeah, okay, you, it probably could. It probably could work for you. Um, same thing is true in the spiritual life, that people say, well, I tried that. I, tr- I tried listening to God. He didn't speak to me. And then I'll say something like, well, how many times did you try? Mm, just once. Um, <laughs> uh, they, they weren't they weren't really about developing skill. They were about saying it does or doesn't work. It's a wrong mindset. Desert doesn't work is a wrong mindset. Developing skills, learning, researching, reading, asking people who do it well, all these things fit in this category of gaining skill. And when we have that mindset of I'm just growing, I'm learning, I'm developing skills in all these areas of my life, including marriage, including relationships, including podcasting, well, that's for us, Josh, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, that, that we're, we're really growing as a person and we can be patient with ourselves and be in the right, that right headspace of just say, no, I'm, I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm getting better, I'm learning a skill
1: in this area. So I like that. One of the things that I think comes to my mind when I think about learning skills and specifically some of the things that you're talking about is around the areas of my life that I have to take an internal reflection and say, do I feel young in this area? And that can be anything. And I think the whole pursuit of one's journey to sharpening their acts means that there's a diverse level of the person the inner nature and the working of their soul and it's everything from a simple task at home being able to replace a ceiling fan with your own hands or cleaning out a uh, the gutters in your uh, you know on your roof all the way to um, realizing that there's areas of your life spiritually that you're young in and you have to press into that so when you say feeling
0: young you mean uh, immature. You mean like feeling underdeveloped? Yeah,
1: there's a sense of awareness about yourself to know that. Yeah, there's a certain area with you know something is being highlighted mm-hmm. in my heart about that. Whether it be creating margin in your life, for example, one of the greatest conundrums that we have in our society today is technology and laser fast response times, or just buying for our, our invitation, our our information, our attention, and it's just, it's terrible to the point that we can't even allow for 15 to 20 minutes of our life to even begin the journey of being present to and at peace with silence. Hmm. And right. that right. is one of the key spiritual skills for sharpening in order to engage with the Holy Spirit and be led by the Holy yeah. Spirit, to live a the sp- Holy Spirit led life for the greater purposes of furthering the kingdom of God.
0: Yeah, no, no. I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, And I guess I would also say, and this is kind of interesting, um, so the, um, the verse talks about skills, but I mentioned, especially Saturday night service, I mentioned lots of translations of that verse in Ecclesiastes 10.10. They don't use the word skill, they use the word wisdom. And when you talk about, I feel young, the, probably the other end of that perspective is I feel wise, I feel older, I feel wise, I feel I feel experienced, uh, and so it's interesting how those concepts kind of marry together and and work together in that way too. You know something else, Josh, I was thinking about. Um, there's something in the sermon that I wanted to say. Uh, I thought about saying it was it was kind of like. Uh, possibly it could could have been the holy spirit speaking to me or maybe it was more my my own thoughts just kind of compiling the sermon but it was kind of phrase that was sort of sitting with me i'm I'm curious what you think about this phrase um this was the phrase i was going to say in the sermon but i never said it um understand this you have a real enemy and you have a real ally are you living in that reality part one you have a real enemy there, there is an enemy, a uh, spiritual enemy that exists who wants to steal and kill and destroy your life. Part two, you have the Holy Spirit living in you, a real ally, the helper, the comforter, the counselor is living in you. And, and so, uh, that phrase, I, I never got, I never broke into it in the sermon. I uh, never felt like the right moment, or I felt exactly that 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 prompting of saying it. Uh, but I, it's an interesting idea, isn't it? You have a real enemy but you have a real ally as well. Are you living in that reality? Well, what do you think about that, Josh?
1: I am immediately drawn to the idea of how it is the road less traveled mm. and the one where we often turn a blind side. eye to. And I think the true offering of Christianity is the full invitation of Jesus Christ, death on the cross, forgiveness of sins, resurrection of dead and the invitation to an eternal life with him through the inner yes of our heart Mm -hmm. and then revelation 320 i stand at the door and knock will you let me in and whoever lets me in i will come in and drink and eat with them but that message has often been misinterpreted in churches as an evangelism message but it is Mm -hmm. a message for the christian church Mm -hmm. and the one sitting in the pew and first of all let's take a moment to pause for a second why is jesus on the the outside of the church door knocking, asking to be coming in both into the physical church itself in the corporate capacity, but then also in the proverbial self, the heart, that's what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Do you realize there's a larger story at play here? Because if you walk around with a sense of naivete, you're going to get taken out. Right. Right. Can you tell me more about this? Well, I just, I think, I think so podcast listeners, this is for you. And of course, Josh and I are discussing
0: it. Um, if you think about your life and you're without the realization that you have a spiritual enemy, if you live that way and with that, what you just called naivete, um, the Bible's very clear about this. It's not, there's no question mark about this. There is a spiritual enemy who is there to kill, steal, and destroy. He's like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And if you, but, but if you don't live that way, your life often doesn't make sense. Like things happen that you don't quite understand. You don't quite get them. Um, why was this happening to me? Why would this happen to me? Uh, you know, what, what's going on here? But when you realize, with, when you live with that realization that, that there is an enemy plotting against me, there is an enemy who has a battle plan, a game plan uh, to attack me specifically, um, it, it, you, you can live it in a new way. You can prepare yourself in a new way. But also, the second half of it, understanding you have a real, real ally, the Holy Spirit, People don't live that way either. Understanding there are, there's resources, there is strength that is here for me. There is strength, like in the sermon I mentioned, strength, guidance, and comfort. There there is more than that in the Holy Spirit, much, much more. I'm even thinking about Ephesians uh, chapter one where Paul says, you have every spirit, you already possess every spiritual blessing in a heavenly realm. That's amazing. Think about it. But when you don't realize, when you don't realize uh, I have a real ally in the Holy Spirit, you can feel alone. You you can you can feel the opposite of how Jesus wanted you to feel when He said, "I will never leave you. I'll, I will never forsake you. I'm I'm there with you." You feel alone. You feel alone in your spiritual journey. You feel alone by yourself, and so you're confused because you don't you forgot you had an enemy, and you, and you're alone and isolated, forgetting that you have a real ally, the Holy Spirit. And, and when's he going to come visit me? Oh no no no! He lives within you. He is always permanently with you. Now, you might be ignoring him. He might seem kind of silent you might have pushed him away you might have quenched the fire there but he's always ready to come back he's always ready waiting for the invitation now you talked about god inviting us which is so true and so right i think that verse in, in james 4 now let's go back one verse james 4 7 resist the devil and he will flee from you you have a real enemy james 4 8 come near to god and he will come near to you. There's also a role for us to invite God. As God invites us, knocking on the door, there's us inviting God, asking God, God, uh, show me, God, speak to me, God, reveal sin in my life, convict me of things I shouldn't be doing. Uh, show me, show me the path, show me the way to live
1: for you. Hmm. Wow. Gosh, there's so many places that I, my heart and my mind is going to a different in these different thoughts right now. One of the things that I'm thinking about is, is that when we don't acknowledge the reality of the full offering of Christ, the full, um, the full presence of the Holy Spirit, not only within ourselves, but acknowledging it in our brothers and sisters mm-hmm. in Christ too. Absolutely. I mean, I think about our podcast, You Matter. The whole reason why we're doing this is we're trying to bring the presence of the Spirit into our personal lives and for everyone to hear intimately. Mm-hmm. We purposely, I know this is a little bit of a technical term, but when we're, you're up on stage, it's a large room. Sure. You're presenting, there's reverb. You can tell there's distance between you and the listener. Right. And this environment, this podcast environment, the goal is for you listeners to put on the veil, like uh, the, the headphones, like you're me and you're listening to our pastor who loves you in the room there is no reverb he you can hear him intimately and so you can be present to the holy spirit so i think there's a big piece of that acknowledging not only the presence of the holy spirit you have an ally ally within you but look at your brothers and sisters yeah acknowledge the fact that you have a brother and sister who is an ally in christ the holy spirit with you not your enemy one of the things that i have uh, was present to at like a marriage type of seminar thing is there was a husband who stood up and he said, you know, um, sometimes in my conversations with my wife, when we're having an argument, he just waves, he waves his hand. And he says, me, no enemy, me, no enemy, me, no enemy. <laughs> and it's right. so true. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm, I'm your ally. Yeah, I'm your ally right. in marriage. That's a big right. deal. Right. And to, and to ignore that, to yeah. turn the blind eye, to not realize that you have an enemy and an ally is to allow one of the other things that Jesus talks about is the strong men, the agreements, that come in. You, mm-hmm. you you make agreements that yeah, that person is my enemy.
0: Right, right.
1: And you know that that's basically you turning a blind eye as allowing the war to wage and not be able to take a, you know a legitimate place where the Holy Spirit needs to be fighting for you yeah. and on behalf of you. One of the things that Pastor Tevis has talks about, and he shares a lot in some of his men's ministry, is he provides an analogy mm-hmm. that the soul um, knows its rightful place on the battleship but the flesh desires greatly to get on the cruise ship. Mm. And we just have to realize that the Christian life is a life lived on the battleship. What are your thoughts about that?
0: Yeah, I, I think I think it's a great analogy. I've heard, I've heard Tevis talk about that as well. Uh, if, if we think we're in a cruise ship, we'll be surprised when we're taking in, incoming fires coming coming our way and on the cruise ship. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. I like what you're doing there. You're, you're twisting it, twisting the idea not not negatively but positively. Just taking taking the ally and the enemy to think about marriage. I think that was a really great way of looking at it because um, having been married for 25 years, you know, very successfully, it, it is something to feel that your spouse is your ally. It's something different to feel when when you feel that moment of your spouse is your enemy, um, and it's it's a really really important understanding of of even like who is my enemy and who is my ally, uh, knowing that they both exist, knowing who they are in your life, and understanding them. And I'm thinking of Ephesians six where it says you know, your battle's not against flesh and blood, your battle's not against a person, uh, an idea. You know, it's it's against it's against a real a real spiritual enemy uh, who you put on the armor of God to defend yourself. You know, against him in that in that way as well. So. Um, yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm totally with you on, on those ideas. And, and it's just uh, an enjoyable thing to talk about and get into a little bit deeper.
1: Thanks, Tom. I really appreciate my time with you today. Um, I'd one last piece of advice though, as you are looking to sharpen your skills, yeah, Out there. Um, If you want, for today's purposes, don't take it too far and uh, maybe try to sharpen your skills with handcraft things. Keep it spiritual. Think about the things that you'd like to grow in spiritually to sharpen your skills so that you can be more combined Mm -hmm. with your ally, the Holy Spirit. Unlike me, where my wife uh, took me aside the other day and said, I didn't need to learn how to clean out my gutters via a leaf blower and standing on the roof. Um, That was kind of embarrassing, I imagine, for her. She's like, what are you doing up there trying to leaf blow the gutters? So anyways, it is what it is. Some skills are maybe not left to be learned. Let a professional take care of it. But in this case, the Holy Spirit is your counselor and your guide, and he would like to make you a professional in all areas of your spiritual life, making you an ally with him so that you can be best prepared to fight the enemy. Tom, thank you so much for being with us today. Sure, my pleasure, Josh, yeah. And thank you so much for joining us on today's Going Deeper episode. If you are interested in submitting questions for our pastors to answer and you are a member of our church, please feel free to email M at springhillschurch.org. Again, that is M at springhillschurch.org for questions. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. And please remember that more important than anything else, you are welcome here. You are loved and you matter. Pastor Tom, will you lead us out in prayer? Sure.
0: Father God, we thank you for this podcast episode. We thank you, God, just coming to that idea of sharpening skills, and then especially God understanding that uh, we, we do. We have a real enemy, and we also have a real ally in our lives. And let us live with that knowledge and that reality. Uh, and so God, we thank you for this time. I pray for all those listening, uh, that you would bless them, and that you have speak you have spoken to them in this time, and continue speaking to them as they go forward. Thank you, Jesus.